I am aware. I am a humble man. That you feel you don't belong. I won't say you should follow me. You are welcome. You are loved. Join us. And we shall reach the promised plane. I'm not boastful. And my chorus is more soulful. One of joy. You can see. One lacking pain. What you we are. What? Where are we? What the hell's going on? It's uh, it's listed as a podcast. It's listed as Cultivad. But you can see me. Like right now. Not like five days from now, but like right now, right now. You can see me. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your friendly neighborhood cult leader, Odd, and this is the Cult of Odd podcast. This is what we normally are doing. This is what we should always be doing, but everyone needs a little break once in a while, and uh, we took that break, and we're going to explain where we were, what happened, and uh, why we're back. Um mainly because everybody and their brother has been in my ear or in my inbox uh, asking when it's going to start again, where did I go, what happened, why Why am I not doing it anymore. What up, sailor? And uh, I figured it's time to address what happened. So settle in, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride because we're going to be learning how to manage this as a uh, new form of how we do this. There's there's no music tonight. Um, I'm still working on figuring out how to go about doing that one and, and not catching the big old fat band hammer from uh, the Twitch overlords. But for now, we uh, we will persevere. So a lot of you might be wondering what the hell happened. Where where did Odd go? Why why was the cult of Odd off air for months? Well, you see what had happened was um I uh I took a ride on the de- the the depression spiral and life was going like shit for us. Um we damn near lost everything several times just trying to get things back. Lost our fucking car. Um, but it was a series of events that just compounded on top of each other and pushed me into a hole where I was unable to fake it. Right? I was unable to put on the clown mask 
and yuck it up. And at the same time that I was in this depression spiral, my wife, bless her heart, brought to me this new shiny thing. And with this new shiny thing, she said, you can have fun. You can experience things that you haven't before. You can play video games differently. Let's give it a try. Sucked right in. Because it allowed me to avoid what was going on in my own head. We fell into Grand Theft Auto roleplay. We met some pretty neat people. We met some pretty shitty people. Um, but basically, it's Grand Theft Auto V online, but modded to all hell and back. So it barely even resembles the game. And it was great because I was able to create this character. And I was able to be him and not have to worry about what was going on in my own head my own shit didn't exist. I was able to jump into this and just dive dive into it completely and let it encompass me to the point where I was getting up in the morning, having coffee, taking a shit, jumping into GTR, GTA RP, and staying there until I was too exhausted to keep my eyes open anymore. And then I would crawl into bed and go to sleep. And then it was rinse, repeat. We jumped around to a couple of different servers. We met a, a bunch of different people. <laughs> and it was good for a little bit. And then, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with how RP communities go, but problems arise. Um, there is a rampant case of uh, playing God when it comes to staff and a lot of these RP servers. Um, it's like uh, high school clicky. But we found one, the, the last one that we were in, we found one that um, was actually run by people we knew. And, you know, we weren't asking for f preferential treatment or anything like that. We just knew that the people in charge, or the people that were in charge, weren't total fucksticks with their heads up their ass. And then members of our group started to basically turn on us, and it became a seven-day onslaught of what we would call OOC, which is out of character, meaning they were in our inboxes and just chattering away at us and... We made the decision to be done for a while. But as getting to play as this character, it helped get me far enough away that the depression couldn't fucking, you know, latch in as deep. And my headspace started to clear. I started thinking about this again. Well, mind you, this the the fall started in November of last year. It is now June. So 
November 2022 till June of 2023. It took me that long to be able to pull out of what was going on. Now, as it is, um, with the podcast starting back up, we're not going to be weekly. We're, we're going to go every two weeks. We're going to give two episodes a month. The Patreon still exists. The Patreon will get the episodes in full, both audio and video format. And they will be removed from Twitch here. Uh, Tap Detroit is still in the game, too. Tap Detroit will have our our episode uh, on Friday. But we are going to start doing it live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We thought Hump Day was the best possible choice. One thing I have realized, though, about these, these RP communities, they are made up of people who are just like me. That are depressed, anxious. Uh, they have any normal, any number of social and society, societal issues that uh, don't allow them to participate in ways that one normally would for socialization. So this is kind of like. Uh, doing it uh, in a way that is comfortable with enough distance um, like a buffer like wearing a condom almost right it's it's protection um, which means you're also dealing with all of those issues as personalities um which is great because some of those personalities are really awesome. <laughs> Condominiums, I don't use them. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a friend that would enjoy a good cream pie as well. So, um, But, uh, so yeah, like, it's, it's, it's an interesting landscape to be a part of. And so, when we, we got tired of GTA... 5 RP and we just got burnt out on it we decided well what else can we play right this it's it's something that the wife and I enjoyed doing together and we had a few friends that still wanted to you know play games with us and interact with us and whatnot and uh, so we we started looking and we found Red Dead Redemption 2 has an RP community so as of lately I have been role-playing as a character in the Old West. He, uh, I've, I've kept Rooster. Rooster goes with me wherever I go. Um, he is a security guard for the Thirsty Devil Saloon over on Western Skies RP. And uh, he works alongside uh, Henry Freeman, Mad Dog Martin, and Tommy Musk, as well as uh, my wife. She's in there as a bartender. And there is also another bartender named Alaska. But Rooster's ultimate endgame is to become a bounty hunter. So that's that's the career path we're working towards. 
He hunts, he fishes, he mines, uh, he does security at the bar, and uh, also has offered uh, protection services um, for transportation of goods. Now, those of you that are familiar with the show, you guys know Rooster. You've heard him for years. This allowed me to bring him to life fully. This allowed me to... um, not just do the character for short skits and bits for the show, but to really put a pulse in Rooster. Uh, his name is... He never had a last name up until I got into RP. His name is Rooster Johnson. And... Uh, it was funny. Because Rooster, Rooster didn't exist in cities like anything anyone was used to rooster could come into a city and be a millionaire inside two weeks doesn't matter the city doesn't matter your economy does not matter you know what roadblocks you put in the way for legal citizens rooster could be a millionaire inside two two weeks and uh it's it's because rooster has that mind like mine he just has a lot more ability than I do to be able to work angles. Anyway, so Rooster Johnson is now in the Old West. And for those of you that don't know <clears throat> what Rooster sounds like, it's my voice, but it's tweaked a little without the use of technology. Rooster sounds a lot like this. Uh, we've we've often joked that uh, he sounds like a Dollar Tree version of Cat Williams, but he uh, he has a full life, and uh, people seem to enjoy him. He's sassy. He's slightly perverted. Um, he definitely doesn't take shit from anybody. So. Uh, if uh, you have found us for the first time, by all means, please uh, hit that follow button and, uh, you know, make sure you get alerted when we go live because we do, uh, you know, we do RP with Rooster every day. We do a little bit each day. Sometimes we do a lot of bit each day with him. But but getting back to, to what happened is, you know, the wife had lost her job. Our car had broken down. So we had no way to really effectively make money and of course we kept patching the boat and patching the boat and patching the boat and trying our damnedest to not completely go under and i'm going to tell you that the water made it up to our nostrils which is really dangerous for the wife because she's five foot if the water's at my nostrils it's over her head and uh thankfully she she, I say, because I did nothing but fall down into a hole and panic. Um, she was able to, to get the ship righted. And I was able to, you know, source a little here and a little there from a bunch of really great friends and people that, that gave a shit to, to help. 
um, we'd have been in a much bigger hole, I think, if if not for that. So thank you if uh, it was any of you that contributed. Um, and that's it. That's That was our life. Barely able to afford food, barely able to afford the rent, and barely able to afford the bills. And it wasn't until just about last month that we were finally able to get our head somewhat above water again. Uh, we were able to turn our phones back on and, you know, start moving at least forward where we're not having to pay everything that we're behind. Um, but yeah, it was, it was rough. And then like some of you that follow me on Facebook will have seen, um, we lost our goddamn car. Like f first off the car broke. So, I mean, <laughs> when the, when the city came through and, and ticketed it for their snow emergency, which mind you, they called the snow emergency. We didn't get that much snow. But they ticketed my car, and I had no way to get anywhere, no way to call anyone, and I didn't even have the money to fucking pay most of my bills. So I was just like, fuck it. You know, they, they took it. What, what am I going to do from there? Well, apparently, um, the court got mad that I didn't pay the ticket, and they wanted me to, to come to court to show cause for why I shouldn't be held in contempt and yada yada. So I went there and this was yesterday. I went there yesterday and I explained what was going on. You know, they, they give you a chance to, why weren't you here? Why didn't you pay? Yada yada. And, uh, When I explained everything that had happened and the situation that my wife and I found ourselves in, you would think, okay, some compassion would be there in the voice. Granted, I get it, judges hear sob stories all the time. I'm not special. But when she proceeded to, for the next 10 minutes, berate me, for being low income and poor and going through a list. Well, do you buy sugary cereals? No. Do you drink alcohol? No. Well, do you have cable? No. Well, do you have children? No. Well, then how aren't you afford to make it? How aren't you able to afford to make it? How aren't you able to afford to pay your bills? And I stopped her on that when I said, ma'am, with all due respect, I am able to pay the bills that I signed up for. I do not have extra for bills that are put upon me. And she said, well, you know, you don't plan for a speeding ticket, but you get one. And I said, no, ma'am, I don't. Because that's the thing. If you use that little bit of personal responsibility in your daily life, you know, you can avoid a lot of trouble. You don't want to get a speeding ticket? Do three under. It's not a full five under. You're not going to get hit with impeding traffic. 
but you're also not going to go over and have them get you with a speeding ticket. You know, if you're overly cautious about every aspect of your life, there are way too, ways to mitigate the impact that the rest of the world has on you sometimes. And that's a trauma response, ladies and gentlemen. That's from growing up poor and having to deal with the fact of the lights getting shut off or the water getting shut off or the uh, there being uh, foreclosure or eviction notices put on your door. Uh, I, when I do have a car, will not let the gas tank get below half because when I was a kid, we ran out of gas all the time. And I would be stuck sitting on the side of the road in a vehicle while one uh, while my stepfather would trudge down the road to the nearest gas station. That's fucking scary as shit. So, like, it's ingrained in me to take those precautions, to take those extra steps. To not get completely shit on by life. Well, anyways, for ten minutes, this woman stand, uh, sat there and berated me for being poor. And she said, you don't want to spend the rest of your life like this. And I have no idea how old she thought I was. Uh, I said, but ma'am, for 40 years, I have never seen above the poverty line. And uh, with the way the, the, sta uh, the state of the world is going, I don't think I'm ever going to see it. We just need to try harder. Maybe you need to take a second job. Maybe you need a third job. Maybe you just need to work as much as possible to get the money you need. At which point, I didn't say anything. Because I felt that anything after that would just be seen as an excuse. I am, for all intents and purposes, disabled. It is hard for me to walk. It is hard for me to stand. My hands don't work, my back don't work, and my brain is slowly starting to go. My memory is not what it used to be. It is very hard for me to learn new things at this point. Um, and it is even more difficult for me to recall a lot of things or retain knowledge that I, I, I give myself. So trying to work for an employer who will undoubtedly have unrealistic expectations, because they all do, and be trying to fast-track your learning so they can make use of you immediately, which they all do, and then you put me into a situation where I'm going to get fired eventually because my brain can't keep up, my body can't keep up. I get sick regularly, like physically ill, um, because what we can afford to eat sometimes makes me sick. I don't get the luxury of being able to afford the food that doesn't make me sick. And this isn't supposed to be some big sob story or anything like that. This is all just explaining where the hell I've been. It is a combination of almost losing everything, constantly not feeling well because, you know, the, the things you can afford to eat do make you sick, 
not being able to do anything because you're constantly terrified if if I spend just one dollar on something that is unnecessary, that that one dollar will be the thing that sinks the whole ship. And then you get assholes like that judge who make you feel like shit for even spending that one dollar. So between being physically ill and constantly in pain and damn near losing everything, I was just too depressed to do any of this. I apologize to those of you that got used to, you know, always having, you know, the cult of odd to, to fall back on and, and enjoy. It was not my intention to let you down. And, and that also added a huge fucking weight <laughs> on top of everything else. Because now, now not only the brand that you, you were building is sitting idle, now you're letting down the fan base. And Twitch has taught me that your fan base can be very fickle. If you're not playing the right game, they don't care anymore. Now, luckily with podcasting, you guys are hearing more for me instead of whatever I'm playing, which I appreciate. But even still, if enough time passes, people forget, they move on, they find other things that interest them. You know, it's, you had them, you lost them, you go on, you try to find new people. So I do apologize for my absence and I will do everything in my power to not take such a a long stint of being gone again as part of the reason why I'm only doing two shows a month it is easier for me to manage editing wise when it is just me it is easier for me to manage content wise it is easier for me to manage mentally emotionally spiritually physically whatever illy you find it is easier for me to manage now if there seems to be a cause you know or a reason to uh you know say merch sales are going up and you know donations are flying in and people are, are rabidly saying hey we want more we want more we want more i will consider doing more but for right now for my own mental health and my own physical well-being two shows a month is what i can do um again though because of the, the video game streaming and whatnot, you're more than welcome to come hang out with me and sit in the chat room. You may not even care about the game that's going on. But we've got fun stuff that you can do in the chat room. There's there's uh, uh, games and stuff that you can play, uh, and we'll get into that more later and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I fell into a giant depression hole. And ran away to hide inside of Grand Theft Auto roleplay. Until I was mended enough in my own head to be able to start to rebuild what I had. And normally these episodes are not going to be started off so sullenly and so uh, heavy. But I felt it was important... To those of you that are sticking around, 
that you got an explanation as to what happened. And again, like I said, some of you that are friends with me on Facebook or follow me had some sort of inkling as to what was going on. Um, but for the most part, everybody was kept in the dark. I really wasn't on social media at all for like this whole time. I would scroll Facebook, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't comment, I wouldn't react, I wouldn't do anything. I would scroll through Twitter, same thing. No commenting, no re no liking, no nothing, no sharing. Same with Instagram. I completely left TikTok alone, like did not touch it. When I finally opened it back up, I had something like a hundred messages. And most of them were from my wife constantly sending me TikToks. Um, I can't even get into my one account because I forget what the, the username or what the email address and password are. It's on my old phone and I just haven't bothered to go look. Um, social media for me has now become just a, a, a dumpster fire. I, I don't see any value in it anymore. I don't see any value in, in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of it. Because they are all just heaping dumpster fires. It is a mass of people that are sharing uh, slanted political uh, misinformation. Cat memes. And uh, fucking phishing scams that they think they're, they're going to get a goddamn gift card off of. Not to mention that when you do find an article or something that you actually want to read, the comment section is either just a, 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 a flame war or it's inundated with spam comments like, hey, did you try this new thing? This won't steal your information. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. Twitter has become a cesspool now that Elon Musk is, you know, basically becoming Lord Farquaad. Uh, you know, this is his kingdom and you're going to do what he wants. And if you don't like it, well, tough. He's not going to let you leave anyways. Instagram is owned by Facebook, so it's just automatically trash. There is no alternative at this point other than... No social media. It's not necessary. TikTok is still kind of interesting from time to time. Uh, you can see anything from how to prep dinner to tits. <laughs> like, that's it. That, that, that's the, the extremes. Those are the two extremes. And it's just, I don't know. Some stuff's funny, but for the most part, I just am like, eh. I think I finally hit old man status. Where I'm just like, it doesn't impress me. Like, I don't care. It's all just fucking Nero playing the fiddle while Rome burns to me at this point. Hey, did you see this on Twitter? No. Did you see so-and-so got married? No. Oh, do you know who got arrested? It ain't me. I don't care. Um, funny story though, about the whole arrested in court thing. Mm. Not only did I get a ticket, 
but my mother my mother got one as well and some of you may be asking why is it funny that your mother got a ticket because she's been dead for three years they issued a ticket to a dead woman and then threatened to put out a warrant for her do you all know how tempted I was to let that go to let it get to the point where the county sheriff is showing up at my door to arrest my mother so I can grab her urn and say, here she is. Careful, she's a fighter. But I did the responsible adult thing. I took a copy of her death certificate to court with me. But for a good day, I was really considering doing it. Because my feeling is, is if you're going to waste my time, I'm going to waste yours. Mm. What else is there? Um, the YouTube channel has kind of slowed down just a little bit because, I, again, I just was not in content creation mode whatsoever. No part of me wanted to. I know. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> it would have been great content. But I'm pretty sure somehow or another it would have fallen back on me and I would have gotten in trouble for it. Like, you knew. You knew what was going on. You you, you wasted our resources. You wasted our time. You wasted. You made us look foolish. No. Nah, you make yourselves look foolish. You don't need any help from me. But, uh, yeah, I, I seriously did think about it. Um... For those of you that are interested in helping support the Cult of Odd, we do have our coloring book. We do have our, our merch shop. Um, most everything can be found via our link tree. Um, we have a few new designs that have gone up. Uh, I still have to wait every so often for certain designs to get approved. We did move the store for a little bit, but uh, I was not happy with the product options that were available to me there. And... Uh, it, and the, the worst part was is the, the split was terrible. Like, there was just no money coming to me at all from it. What up from Chicago? What up from Chicago? Ah! What up, Shredded Wheat? <laughs> Because apparently I can't say your fucking screen name. If you're looking for another podcast that's really cool to check out, uh, From Chicago to Demost, uh, otherwise known as the Dumbass Podcast. Yeah, blabbering blatherskite, you are correct. Yeah, my mouth just did not want to work. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't smell burning toast, so I think we're okay. <laughs> no, I'm not sure of anything anymore. Um, but, uh, no, so, like, the YouTube channel's been scant on content, uh, just because I, I, I've not been in the right headspace. Uh, Damas there is one of the ones that have been like, hey, when are you going to do a show again? Hey, when are you going to do a show again? Hey, when are you going to do a show again? So now it's my turn. Hey, when are you going to do a show again? Hey, when are you going to do a show again? 
nah, nothing but love. Um, actually, once I get uh, this uh, guest star thing figured out here on Twitch and how to, to properly go about utilizing it, we'll probably end up having uh, Chicago on more. Um, we work well together. Uh, we don't always agree on the, uh, everything, but uh, we have a really good rapport. I, I will say um, Ice Cold is one of the most solid finds uh, in the podcasting community that I have had. I enjoy his uh, professional relationship that we have, and I enjoy our friendship that we have as well. So, uh, you know, he, he definitely is a, a solid person and totally worth checking out. He, he talks about all things like I do, you know, he talks pop culture, he talks like Marvel movies, and he's got a few things that he talks about that I don't typically like wrestling and sports and, and, uh, black culture and stuff like that. Like it is, it is a solid show. Excuse me. And he doesn't do that shit on air. Right, like I don't think I've ever heard him burp on air. So you know, that's that's professionalism right there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't ask the guy who's who can't ever be called a professional to to figure out what is professional. Um, but yeah, so please take the time to check out from Chicago to Damast, um, or the Dumbass Podcast, and. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's just, it's been, it's been a while, you know, uh, ice cold actually started doing GTA RP with me. So we've been able to hang out more and more, uh, you know, and I think he was part of the reason why I did start doing this again is because I did realize how much I, I, I was missing this doing this being able to talk with you and i was excited too to come to twitch because now i can do certain things that i wasn't able to do before um and that was part of the big reason why i that was like my my crutch for saying why i was taking the break without having to explain why i was taking the break is like oh no we're changing format so we're gonna change things up a little bit and it's gonna take me some time to learn everything and yeah yeah, yeah, it's gonna gonna take me. Some, I'll be back. I'll be I'll, I'll be back. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. No, no, pay no attention to my fingers being crossed. I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, but I I was able to do some stuff that I I think is pretty cool. Um, like so, watch this. See, shit like that. So we've got a, a few of those that we, we can do. And uh, the way I'm going to do that is uh, those are going to mark our, our topic shifts. So when we move from one topic to another, there's going to be one of those little in-betweens or uh, something thrown in there um, just to kind of do a, 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 a the clackboard from like movies. Like there's a, a clean break right there. 
Um, we're going to be adding other stuff too. Uh, don't get me wrong. And if there comes a point where I got to use the little cult leader's room, we can throw to BRB real quick and uh, there's something there for you as well. So um, I did put in work. It's just I probably could have been so much further along and have so much more shit if I hadn't crawled into my blanket crawled into my blanket fort with my cultivad coloring book and said fuck the adult world um so uh we got a bunch of different stuff but one of the one things i wanted to talk about tonight is uh since i already mentioned mentioned wrestling is the iron sheik passed away today and it felt fitting to come back today because i had already picked this day so the Iron Sheik must have just wanted to make this day special and, and or, or something. I don't know. But uh, the Iron Sheik passed away, and it seemed fitting because uh, I, I usually end the show with, in the immortal words of the Iron Sheik, good night and go fuck yourself. And it, for those of you that are wondering, I don't know if you've ever uh, had the chance to check out the Iron Sheik's Twitter page, but it is just bedlam flat out bedlam like whoever let the dogs out can go fuck yourself um let's see uh fuck the true love desperado why don't you come to your senses you dumb son of a bitch uh fuck dancing with your eyes closed fuck and i cannot stress this enough the monday fuck the rhythm and the rhyme it's just it's pure gold no matter how bad you feel about your day go read the iron sheik's twitter feed if you don't laugh within five minutes something is seriously wrong and you should seek medical attention because <laughs> i what was uh, uh let's see uh starships are meant to fly what the fuck you think jabroni what the hell I fuck with you, fruit gushers, but I can never find you in the store like I used to, Bubba. Uh, take a deep breath and reflect on how you are a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> fuck the little house on the prairie. Like, this man is just unhinged. The Wizard of Oz, go fuck yourself. So yeah, by all means, if you aren't already following the Iron Sheik on Twitter, go. Uh, hopefully they don't wipe his account or clear it out because he's dead or anything like that. But uh, go read through the Iron Sheik's Twitter account because it is it is pure gold. And uh, in typical fashion tonight, we will be ending the episode with our our our, our usual ending of uh, good night and go fuck yourself. So, uh, and that will be our tribute to the Iron Sheik. It is, yeah, man was 81 years old, right? Like, once you hit a certain age, it's not shocking when they die, right? Like, nobody looks at a 98-year-old that passed and be like, he had still so much life to live. He had so many years, so much, so much left to do. No, fuck you, he didn't. Now, if you die at 30, yeah. You've got so much life left to live. You had so many years left. You know, you could have done something great. But at 98 years old, or at, once you cross the 80s, man, I don't care. You, you've had a good run. It's not shocking that you die. 
definitely more of a national treasure than uh, after wrestling than he he was. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. The Iron Sheik really, really did find his find himself and spread his wings. Uh, Sheiky got his groove back after he left wrestling. And I think once Twitter was invented. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I said, when, when they're in their 80s, when, like when a celebrity's in their 80s and they die, it's, it's so shocking. How? Are you not aware how life works? Like, after a certain point, you know, you should just be happy for every day that you get because that expiration date is just coming at you like a freight train. Um, but yeah, it is sad that he, he will no longer be alive. I am sure he had a family that loved him and friends that truly cared about him. I'm just sad. I won't get new Twitter posts. Like he was a good wrestler. Don't get me wrong. He, you know, I'm sure he was a, a decent enough guy. I'm just mad. He, I won't get any more Twitter posts. You're right. You're right. We all slowly dying. Yep. From the day we were born from the day he was born. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I'd seen a few people like, this is so shocking. Nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like a gut punch, but you got to remember too. She came from that era of wrestling where God knows what was in their body and what they did with their bodies. The fact that that man made it to 81 is a goddamn miracle. Yeah, well, fuck that jabroni. I don't even Skelly said, most of the time when I hear that a famous person dies, I'm like, well, he wasn't dead already? Fair. There have been a few of them that I'm like, I thought He's they... still alive? Wait. <laughs> he was still breathing? Damn. Um... You know, and then there's other celebrities that just kind of fade out of the spotlight. Yeah, I. you know what, uh, uh, Sailor, I, I was right there with you. I thought Bob Barker was dead long before he actually died. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck Flair is still alive. I have no clue whatsoever, unless he's sucking the life force out of the young women that he's around. Yeah, I think he's just sucking the life force out of uh, the young women he hangs around. Bob Barker's been dead. (laughs) I know he had a match last year. They called it a match. Ooh. Yeah, they, they, Ric Flair, they called it. Oh, that's supposed to be the woo. Drop the H. Um, yeah, I know he, ha- he had a match last year. <laughs> Heavy on the air quotes. <laughs> um, they pretty much took a floppy store mannequin and propped it up with a broom and called it a match. <laughs> And for those of you that aren't wrestling fans and have no idea. Wait, Bob Barker is still alive? No way. No. 
No way. <laughs> now we're playing who's dead and who's not. Can you guess who? Do you have a clue? Bob Barker. No way he's still alive. Uh-uh. Holy shit, the man is still alive. How? How? He is 99 years old. How? I have no idea. Yeah, we lost Betty fucking White. My God. Wow. All right, well, guess I was wrong. Guaranteed. Yeah, give it, uh, give it a couple of days. That sounds like a threat. Don't do that. Death is standing in the corner over the, uh, the Iron Sheik's body, looking at pictures of Bob Barker on the internet, like you're next. I'm coming for you. <laughs> the Queen of England died, and yet we still have Bob Barker. Still out here advocating for getting your pets spayed and neutered. Fuck the pets. Can I get the neighbors spayed and neutered? <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to do our first uh, actual little in-between thing here. We'll be literally right back. Don't facts like that just wipe you out. <laughs> Napkin? No. All right. We are back. So, I found this story funny, okay? And the reason I found this story funny requires me to, to go back just a little bit. So, sometime around uh, mid-last year, um, Activision and Blizzard went up in smoke. For those of you that don't know, Activision and Blizzard are video game companies. Um, they were hit and and taken out amid a mass amount of uh, improper behavior, and uh, uh, basically they were canceled. the The people that were that was running Activision and Blizzard were canceled hard and rightfully so however as such the company was uh in a fire sale situation you know they were either going to go under completely or someone had to buy them well microsoft swung in like tarzan on a fucking rope with a bag full of cash for a nutsack and said we'll take you and so microsoft then began the the, the process of acquiring activision and blizzard well, here comes Sony coming in going, ah, ah, ah. Sony tried to raise an alarm that that would give Microsoft uh, a, a monopoly, as Activision and Blizzard are two of the bigger game companies. And that means Microsoft would then have the right to do uh, console exclusivity or PC exclusivity for the Activision and Blizzard titles. Um, mind you, they are behind 
games like World of Warcraft and uh, uh, tons of others. Um, so Sony tried to take Microsoft to court, and they got their ass kicked. It was deemed that it is not a monopoly. They are not doing anything wrong. That uh, Microsoft is well within their right to acquire Activision and Blizzard. Fast forward now. Eight days ago, I saw this story. Sony is being investigated over concerns it's abusing a dominant position in the video game console market. Eat a dick, Sony! Uh, so the console giant is facing an antitrust probe by the Romanian Competition uh, Council. Uh, it's a watchdog group uh, that has concerns that PlayStation is abusing its dominant position in the console market by having digital games available through the PlayStation Store only and banning third parties from selling Activision codes. In a press release translated and shared on uh, Reset Era, the Romanian Competition Council said, the competi uh, competition authority has indications that Sony may have abused its dominant position in the video game console market, both by selling online video games compatible with PlayStation consoles exclusively through the PlayStation Store platform, and by prohibiting the sale of game activation code codes video uh, compatible with PlayStation consoles by competing distributors. So basically, because they've uh, a lot of titles stopped doing physical media and went digital only, and because Sony also won't allow uh, websites like G2A and, and whatnot to sell codes for their games, they themselves create a mon created a monopoly in Romania. And this is where the pot meets the kettle. Sony, I think you doth protest too much. I, uh, I would advise you to sit the, sh sit the fuck down and shut the hell up before you find yourself in a huge goddamn hole. Because let's be honest, you were 100% right. Microsoft getting Activision and Blizzard was a fucking knockout blow to Sony. Because if Microsoft chooses, that means any of the big franchises that came out of Activision or Blizzard can be Microsoft exclusive. Which means PlayStation users would not get access to them at all. Not without buying a console or a PC. It just sounded funny though. You know, the, the, this is karmic retribution, right? This is, this is fuck around and find out to its fullest extent. And I, I'm here for it. Like, I, I am not an Xbox stan or a PS, you know, fanboy or anything like that. I, I enjoy my, my Xbox. I enjoy my PC. But I have owned Nintendo and PlayStation in the past. Usually I was about who was going to give me the best game experience, the cheapest. And for a long time, that was PlayStation. And then until it wasn't. 
So, yeah, I, like I said, just just found this entertaining. That's all. Um, but uh, I mean, let me ask you guys, like, what uh, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I've thought for the longest time, council exclusivity is stupid. It really is, especially now. Like, there's really no need to buy a console anymore, right? Home computers have progressed well enough that the the console is useless. I can use my controller with my PC. I get better graphics. I get better runtime. I have more storage. I have cheaper expandable storage. than I do with my Xbox. With my PC, I can play any game. Microsoft, PlayStation, Nintendo. I can play tons and tons of indie games through Steam and everything else. With my Xbox, I'm locked into whatever is available on the Xbox store. Same with PlayStation. Same with Nintendo. Now, granted, there there have been some strides in cross-platforming, you know, where uh, games are are released on one console and then hey, six months to a year later they're released on another console and then maybe three months after that Nintendo gets it and it, everyone sits and wonders why the fuck Nintendo bothered grabbing this title. No Man's Sky should not be on the fucking... Uh, uh, God, what is Nintendo's time? Yeah, No Man's Sky should not be on the fucking Switch. I'm sorry. You will never get me to, to change my stance on that. That that was a fucking dumb move. But anyways, so, I mean, you know, there, there's really no reason to get a console, especially when the price of consoles have gotten to the point where you're basically paying for a mid-level gaming computer anyways. Now think about it. Back when consoles cost anywhere between three and six hundred bucks, the console was still the better bet because a PC, a one that you could use for anything you wanted to, uh, was you know twelve to fifteen to sixteen hundred. But as the consoles progressed, I guess is the best way to say it, their price went up. Now it costs you almost as much as a mid-level gaming computer to, to have a PC that you, or to have a, a console that you you can only play one type of game on. And then you, you get the games that are like, yeah, we're online, we're on PlayStation, we're on Xbox, we're on Switch. Can we play together? Well, you see, the way my bank account is set up, it's not really possible. Why? It's the same fucking game. Why can't I play with my friends that happen to have a PlayStation? It's not my fault they made terrible life choices. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shots fired. <laughs> but no, it is. And then so some games started to begrudgingly allow you to play together. Um... You know, and 
you could tell it was begrudging because it didn't quite work right. Like you were constantly trying to fix something or some setting or the voice chat never really worked. Um, you know, but uh, they, they, they started to let you do it. And then, you know, more and more games started to do it. And then all of a sudden everybody was like, no, whoa, 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 whoa hold on. We don't want that. We want you to play online with your friends as long as your friends have the same console you do. So there is still very few games at this point that are cross-platform that you can play with your friends. I mean, you can play Rocket League if you want. I think Fortnite is cross-platform. Call of Duty is, but who the fuck wants to play Call of Duty? bunch of sweaty tryhards that uh, probably never leave their mom's basement. But, uh, I digress. That was what actually got me into RP. Is the state of gaming is abysmal. Now, I'm not talking about indie developers and indie titles and stuff like that. I'm talking the state of AAA games. You know, the ones they want you to shell out 70, 80 bucks for now. The state of AAA games is abysmal. And they should be ashamed at the products that they're putting out and expecting to get full price for. And... The problem is, is the market that's just buying up all this crap, they ain't the old-ass gamers like me that have been around the block, that have seen a thing or two, and know you put your money where you, you know, where your vote is. You know, your money is your vote, and if you're not happy with it, you go without. No, it's these bunch of snot-nosed punks who have mommy and daddy's money, like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And not giving a shit that it doesn't work because they know they're going to play with it for a fucking week and then not touch it again anyways. So they're the ones that have, have brought about the microtransactions and all this other stuff. If it had never been supported, right? If gaming companies were like, microtransactions, buy shiny new things for dusty old characters. And all of us collectively were like, nah, fuck that. Get the hell out of here with that nonsense. It would have gone the way of the dinosaurs. But no. Fortnite had them V-Bucks. And kids were like, I gotta get my V-Bucks. Oh my god, Spider-Man has snot hanging out of his nose. I could play like that. Oh, I want to do it. No. So yeah, the state of gaming was abysmal, and that's what drove me into RP is because it was something different. It was, it was true freedom. Again, with massive air quotes, freedom in gaming because now you were taking the base game of something and experiencing it in a whole new way. Like you can't be a fucking bar owner in goddamn GTA Five. You can't run the black market in GTA Five yourself. You know, you, you can't, there, there's so much that you can do that you can't do in GTA 5 by itself. And the problem then became is like, as we were experiencing this and having great fun with it, 
in came what is called the shitlords. These are the people who are all gang gang and you're and uh, want to play the RP like it is GTA Online, right? So, like, they don't give a shit about, you know, any establishing an actual beef. They don't, you know, care about establishing a storyline or a character arc or anything like that. They're just coming in trying to figure out the fastest way to get an RPG so they can blow somebody up that they figure is an NPC. Or they don't even care. It's just another person and they think it's funny. And, of course, those people usually catch the... the the flights, as we call them, uh, a ban. And you get hit with the ban hammer. Um, my friend Jay refers to it as only bans. And I'm down for it. Yeah. A lot of people have subscribed to his only bans. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what drew me into RP as well. Is like, it was gaming done different. It was that open world concept pushed to its furthest extreme. You can go anywhere and do anything, but you can really go anywhere and do anything here. But I, as I look forward, and I mean ahead, to what is coming down the pike for video gaming, I'm finding myself less and less interested you know it's it's the same thing it's regurgitated it's we're gonna charge you full price for half a game that we might get around to patching in six months to a year to make it playable but then we're also gonna hit you in the meantime while this game is still broken and unplayable we're gonna hit you with uh oh well you know in the meantime why don't you do this? Why don't you get this microtransaction? Look at the skin that you can put on this gun. Um, oh, you want uh, you you want me to backtrack? <laughs> I, I did that an hour ago, man. Um, or look at this new coat. It's a reskin of an old coat, but look, this time we've added buttons. Like, it's the exact same fucking coat with three extra dots on it. Get the fuck out of here. You know, and, and paying for cosmetic shit is stupid anyways. Like, I, I don't know, man. It, it, one, it should never be pay to win. Two, I'm not paying for anything that doesn't benefit me truly in the game, right? Like, I don't want there to be money spent to benefit me, but if you expect me to spend money, it better benefit me. The only time that's ever been different is, like, the Call of Duty plans for the guns, because those are different. Mm-hmm. That was the one time we found it useful. Mm. And, uh, what I was saying, uh, Motor City is, like, I, I covered that at the top of the show. Like that was the first thing we got into. It was where I went, what happened, and it was all kind of rolled together. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like, just gaming in general has left a very bad taste in my mouth. 
but I'm going back and playing old favorites, um, getting into GTA RP. I started playing Graveyard Keeper again. I've got it and all the DLC. Independent company. Independent game. And I think that is what people should be focusing on. If you're a gamer, if you're an old-ass gamer like myself, fuck these AAA titles, fuck these consoles. Take the money that you would buy on, spend on a console. Put it into getting a decent gaming PC. Because you have a giant world of games awaiting you. Both past, present, and future. You have a thousand, if not a million, indie titles to choose from. You have all of your old favorites that have been re-released in some fashion. You have Steam. You have Origin. Uh, fuck Origin. You have Steam. You have Epic. You have the Rockstar Launcher. Uh, you have uh, three or four others that are around. If you can't find a way to buy the game that you want, you're just not trying. Because even if the Steam price is too high, there's websites like G2A and uh, CD Keys and stuff like that. Penguin. And Penguin, where people have gotten the games as gifts or, or bought bundles and had games that they already had. And they've put these keys up for like drastically less than what you would have to pay normally. Because they just don't care about them. Like they, They're not going to play them because they either don't like the game or already have the game. So yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a million opportunities out there, and there's always new indie games coming out. I personally am waiting for Squirrel with a Gun, and I know most of you are like, "What? What? What did he say?" Squirrel with a Gun. If you've ever played Goat Simulator, you might understand. Uh what i'm talking about but squirrel with a gun is like an open world box game where you're a squirrel with a handgun and you can just go around and cause mayhem oh that's nice motor city motor city canada where said they're doing their first wedding gifts order for his soaps congratulations on getting married you both stink here's some soap oh my god you're right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's great for Motor City Candle Works, but it is a hell of a message to send to somebody. <laughs> Could you imagine for your fucking birthday, somebody just walks up and hands you a bar of soap? Doesn't matter if it's artisan soap or anything like that or, or like what the story is behind it. The simple act of them handing you a bar of soap, like, here you go. Like, fuck you, you stick. All right, so you guys know the deal by now. That's the fun size episode for you. If you want the full episode, you got to go sign up for patreon.com forward slash cultivad or catch us live Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. twice a month over on twitch.tv forward slash cultivad. Until then, see you next time. Or maybe I won't. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>